I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. This is this a Donnie produced episode? Yeah, this is a Donnie produced episode. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Produce well, that shit. Wow. <laughs> 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 uh, so much pressure. All right. I want to talk about the fire escape garden, which is something that we've done for two years now. Is this version 2.0? This is version, version 3.0? It's version 3.0 of me attempting to Irving Garden. It's version 2.0 of the fire escape. Okay. So to give a full recap, uh, when I lived in Bushwick, we had a little backyard space. My room was the room facing the backyard. Uh, so I rehabbed it with the help of pretty much everyone who lived there. Pitched in, which is cool. Um, I rehabbed it as best I could. Uh, built a raised bed with Mike. And that was pretty hardcore. That was a good little project. Um, and then tried to grow some stuff in it. Grew, but nothing fruited, which is a bummer. Had a really good zucchini plant back there. Um, I got flowers, but no squash. And then I think the tomato fruited a little bit, and it's because I bought it from a garden shop, so I bought it already pretty good to go. Uh, and that was version 1.0. Then version 2.0 was here um, two years ago now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trying it out we bought those five gallon garden bags that we've talked about before they're really handy uh and then just set up i think i bought a tomato plant from the farmer's market we tried a few things from seed yeah that your <coughs> your mom had sent you the seeds for your bushwick garden and you still had them yeah 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 um yeah store your seeds in the fridge <laughs> um pro tip yeah and yeah, it was pretty successful. Yeah. We got like a good tomato yield that gave us a lot of confidence, I think. And then um, I don't remember what else. We did some carrots, and I think that was when we had some spacing issues. So we got carrots, but they were very tiny. Yeah. Or with the carrots, so there was kind of like a, uh, a 2.5 where we came back from Arizona. It was still summer. Mm-hmm. So we decided to just add some stuff that we thought would be hardy through the fall and was so we planted carrots then for sure we might have done carrots in that 2018 garden i don't remember um i don't think we got anything last year because the squirrel hit us no i remember pulling up carrots they're very very small hmm. we might have i might have replanted them we did get hit by squirrels <laughs> <laughs> or one squirrel honestly <laughs> yeah but that was the year yeah the squirrel was digging yeah i think like the squirrel i don't know i don't i have we had never seen squirrels before here, because it's not like we're Park View. Like, that squirrel had to cross Broadway to get here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I feel like the squirrel got, like, fucked up or something and thought it could plant its uh, seeds. It was fall, and I think it thought it could plant its uh, acorns Uh-oh. in our garden. And I think it was just, like, I don't know if it was young and hadn't figured out the city. I don't know what was going on with that squirrel, but it, was, it would just come down in the mornings and dig up our garden and you like wake up and there should be this fucking squirrel <laughs> digging up and the only thing we had alive at this point were the fucking carrots i had to be like squirrel <laughs> 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 like open the fire escape and bang on the window 
that motherfucker. Um, but yeah, it was wild. So this is version uh, 3.0, and we got a spring start, which is what we had wanted to do uh, before COVID. <laughs> so this year we actually had the spring start. Yeah, I feel like I was really excited. I, I have never been part of your outdoor gardening expeditions because outdoor gardening doesn't really do it for me. Like, there are a lot of annoying parts, like squirrels, that I'm just <laughs> not super down with. Um, and also you have to grow within your zone, which I'm not particularly interested in. It's all very messy. <laughs> but I was really excited this year because obviously last year we spent all of our time inside. Yeah. Um, and the idea of just like growing something and like looking out the window and seeing something growing was really quite thrilling to me. So I was sort of more interested and involved this year than I have been. And so we had sort of discussed like the sort of stuff we wanted to grow and you were really excited about growing everything from seed this year. Yeah. You, we had had success with that, um, like tomato, start i guess that we bought i don't know what you call them it wasn't it was like bigger than a seedling it was like grown yeah yeah i don't know but it was just kind of a plant at that point it's like a baby plant yeah we bought a tomato plant technical term we bought a uh, baby plant (laughs) (laughs) they're called but you really wanted to start from seed so i we had talked about what we wanted to buy and i had identified the seed company that i really wanted to buy from Mm -hmm. um called seed mail seed co and um the woman who runs it like collects all of her own seeds bags all of her own seeds ships all of her own seeds um and is really adamant about like the quality of them and also sells them for 99 cents a bag that's like part of her ethos is that they should all be attainable um but because it's a black owned business it had been sold out all of last year Mm. just like everything was gone Mm -hmm. um So in January, I saw that she was going to open for pre-orders for stuff. So I, like, was ready at that time, and we had already discussed what we wanted to buy and, like, made that seed order in January because also her stuff has become so popular that I think it took, like, 10 weeks to ship, um, which was fine because we weren't planning anything in January anyway. But It's really cool she was sold out, though. Yeah, it was wild. And, like, it's just her, and I guess now her husband has become involved in it because there's just so much to do. Yeah. Um, So it's not, like, a massive operation by any means. Like, there are some sort of organic seed companies that are, like, quote-unquote small businesses that actually have, like, a whole operation going. But I'm pretty sure she's just working, like, in her yard. Yeah, like that weird uh, flower show that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... That was, that was cool. I was really excited about it. We got um, tomatoes. We got like a specific type of tomato. It's uh, black cream. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I'll put all the links in the show notes. Are so you still doing show notes? Thought you stopped doing show notes. I don't put photos in the show notes, but I do uh... put all the links in the show notes. I still don't like it, but I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a value add to the one person who clicks on them, so. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so we wanted the tomatoes because we had a really fun time with them. Like, I thought it was really sort of glorious <laughs> to, like, get these baby tomatoes. These are actually going to be full-ass tomatoes. Yeah. Um, what else do we get? We got cilantro, basil, jalapenos. Soybeans. Soybeans. Which are actually... 
<laughs> not to jump too ahead, but doing like the best of all the shit that we got. Yeah, it's been really <laughs> interesting to see like what is what is doing well and what's not. Um, Chard, because oh, yeah. I low-key love Chard. <laughs> Side note. Um, and then we replanted carrots that we already had. Yeah. We tried those lilies. We had some lily seeds that we tried. That So that was it from the seed order. But then also we wanted to grow garlic. Because oh, yes. we found out a couple of years ago that farmer's market garlic is way more delicious than grocery store garlic. Yeah, that's pretty true. Um, Especially like... It's actually actually a thing about New York garlic. It'll like change colors because of the. Oh yeah, it has like a specific acid content or yeah. something. Is that what makes it yummier? Do you think? I don't know. I think it makes it. it I imagine it must. If the acid is strong enough to change its color, I imagine <laughs> that it must like alter its flavor in some way. Like I yeah, it's just like kind of because I feel like it's the farmers market sometimes like spicier, which is what I like yeah. more. And, like, maybe that's the kind of yummy flavorfulness you're feeling. Um, and it's, like, New York garlic grows like that. There's, like, a couple other places. It happened to me in Massachusetts, too. Yeah. So maybe which was really distressing northeast. at first. Um, if this has never happened to you, your garlic will turn, like, green-blue yeah. after you've cooked with it. Which... It's wild. <laughs> yeah. It makes you think that all of your food has gone bad, but really it's just, like, an acidic reaction within the garlic. Yeah. Like, you'll put it in, it'll be, like, regular white cream colored garlic and, you t- and it turns like teal like children's food coloring yeah and you're just like oh, wh- what <laughs> yeah it's like slightly unappetizing to be honest with you but there's nothing wrong with it so really now that i get used so. to it i think it's like very appetizing and funny oh i yeah it distresses me it's like a fruit loop color <laughs> <laughs> anyway point being so we wanted to grow uh farmer's market garlic and we knew from experience from messing around with it that you can just straight up put a head of garlic in the ground and it'll grow or yeah. even just a clove of garlic will grow. You do the same thing if you have, uh, like, scallion scraps, if you just plant the whites of the scallion and it shoots up. And we've done that successfully before, too. Uh, so we did that with the garlic. Well, so Seed Mail oh. Seed Co. does sell garlic bulbs for you to replant. She does that with tato- potatoes as well. But oh, we cool. didn't... Um, we did not do that. We... we want that New York spice. <laughs> <laughs> we just got ahead from the farmer's market. Yeah. Good call. Um, and so we planted that. And it's doing really well. And the garden as a whole was doing really well. And then it got eaten. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, we like we were very, very um, studious this year. Yeah. And we're, like, very specific about, like, recommended depth of planting, recommended space between seeds. Um, one of the downfalls, I would say, of the uh, fabric bags is that... You don't get, like, a massive radius. So, like, we can put one tomato plant in a bag. Or we can put, like, one soybean in a bag. (laughs) Um, Which is sort of disappointing when you want, like, a bunch of stuff to shoot up. And yet I understand, like, once it becomes a plant that it's going to be necessary for that. So we were, like, very specific about that. Yeah. Um, We got the tape measure out there. Yeah, we did the thing. And we did our usual defense trick, uh, which is just like wrapping some aluminum foil um, and wrapping it tightly enough so it doesn't come off because the bags have handles, sorry, that's what you wrap it around. And it'll catch the sun and scare away birds. We think it's primarily birds eating our stuff um, and just like pecking at it. Well, the first year we did this, we watched the birds peck at it and then found out about this trick. And it was like markedly useful. Yeah. 
Um, and I think still is working against birds. Yeah, it might be true. Or it might not be true. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I know that, like, people uh, who garden, from, like, experts, just people who, like, home garden are good at it, say that any kind of, like, trap, or not trap, because you don't, like, harm the thing, any kind of uh, deterrent, you have to move around and, like, change up, because animals will smarten up. Yeah. And so these aren't really that movable, but... But I don't know. I think it, it. I think it was a squirrel again. Yeah. But b- based on the mounding, I mm. feel like birds come straight in, and the squirrels like dig. Yeah. Well, I feel like the birds are looking for seeds, and they just disturb everything else. Right. And I, I don't know. I think there was like some mounding. Yeah, that might be true. It could have been a squirrel. It could have even been like a rat. Um, I really don't want it to have been a rat. I mean, <laughs> like climbed it a, the virus. Then it was came. definitely a squirrel. <laughs> There's like, no how doubt would it have mind. gotten up here? I don't know. I mean, they're fucking city rats. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, our fire escape is not near the ground. If you fell off our fire escape, you'd get fucked up. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I, don't know. I wouldn't put it past city rats. Okay. Point being, our stuff got eaten besides the garlic. <laughs> right, the garlic is, like, thriving. Yeah, which is cool. Um, but it also kind of makes sense, because whether it's a squirrel or a bird, these are pests looking for small stuff, and the garlic had, like, kind of sprouted right like squirrels might be looking for bulbs um the birds just are like pecking around for seeds or bugs so it makes sense that the plant itself was left alone and it's honestly kind of been the the experience sometimes like when we had that cherry tomato growing uh i was worried the fruit i think got eaten once on me but it seems like if you can get your plants to be in plants in the city like shit's kind of done there's just a lot of threats to them when they're uh, seedlings yeah i it was disappointing because everything had sprouted like yeah. we looked like we were succeeding yeah it was pretty close to them like being in the safe zone and then we turned around and everything was gone yeah it was it's was dark uh, it was like a month's worth of work too like from tending them and all that um, i will say though so that was like mid-april which we is sort of on the early side of the planting season for our zone and i wonder if it was a time when animals are scavenging more for food because there's less food available. Mm. So now that we've done the second sowing in mid-May, if they're like less interested because there's just generally more food available. It's possible. I like that as a thought. I'm basically a nature scientist now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes a little sense for, for this because, like I was saying, it's really the young stages because it's not like... It's not like a deer is climbing up our fire escape, right? Right. So the herbivores that can mess up your gardens um, are really, like, too big to bother them in the city. Besides eating, uh, like, fruits when they happen or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so we we had to start back. And this is a, a roundabout way. <laughs> but uh, as, as I um, produce the show I'm working on, which is a kid's show, I've been watching, like, old reruns of shows I like and some new stuff that's out there. So I'm watching Waffles and Moochie, <laughs> which is a uh, Netflix-produced show uh, that, is it the Obama Foundation or is it just their own private money at this point, I wonder? I would imagine it's the Obama Foundation. Yeah. But... Anyway, the Obama Foundation got into it to do, like, healthy eating and Michelle Obama acts in it. It's a trip, but it's, like, really great uh, puppet work and some other really great, like, little uh, 3D stuff going on. But as one of the tricks they had, uh, they did like an episode, I don't remember what it was on. They do episodes themed around food, so 
I actually don't remember what the theme was at all. Yeah. So it's not like the theme wouldn't have been gardening. It would have been like a specific food. So like spices? Oh, it might have been spices because it was a trick for like herbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they did an episode on spices and, you know, spices are a lot of herbs or just like ground plant matter, really. Um, and so one of the like, like a lot of kids shows, they do like a little DIY thing that's either like explicitly for you to do at home where it's like, look at how easy this project was, waffles. <laughs> um, and so the project was doing a little seedling starters just in eggshells and using the egg carton as the, uh, the like plant base. And Jordan got excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we direct sowed our seeds the first time, just like seed right into the bag. Yeah. Because I know that seed starting is like a whole part of the process. And we just don't really have the stuff for it. We don't have the space for it. We don't have the light for it. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason that we were able to grow edibles at all was because we do get some light off that side of the apartment. Right. Outdoors. Yeah. So I was just sort of like, starting seeds inside is going to be like a non-starter for us. It's going to be a waste. We should direct sow. But obviously that didn't turn out so well for us. (laughs) And so I saw this thing and I thought it was smart because we wouldn't have to buy anything new. This is stuff that we have anyway. Um, Once it was done, we wouldn't have to store it anywhere because we could just recycle and compost the bits of it. Mm -hmm. And we actually do have that one grow light in our kitchen, the Mod Sprout Bar. So I was like, maybe we could set this up close enough to that that we would sort of get a good experience from it. And it wouldn't like take over the whole kitchen and it wouldn't be something we have to do like a lot of extra work for. Like it seemed sort of like a good, like an idea that sort of came to us, you know, that was like handed to us. Yeah. Um, Even though that wasn't the point that Michelle Obama was trying to make. (laughs) So I was like, I wonder if I show this activity if uh, millennial people who still refuse to let go of children's content will plant uh, <laughs> gardens in their backyard with it. The answer is yes, Michelle Obama. Yes, we will. Uh, anyway, it's a really great project. It turned out to be actually very successful for us. Uh, so the way you do it, so you get 24 uh, seed starters. You break the egg. You wash out the insides, um, which made sense to me. At first, we weren't sure. Uh, but I wanted to look it up because I feel like that stuff is probably, like, too bacterial-rich for the soil, A. Mm-hmm. And, like, B, I imagine I imagine it probably just smells. Yeah, I was thinking more, like, from an aesthetic perspective. It probably gets gross, whether it's helping the plant or not. Yeah. Um, so you wash out the eggshell of any, like, extra egg white that's in there. Um, and, yeah, and then you have the 24... We just saved our eggs and used them within a few days. We just yeah. put them in a tubware. Um, and it was 12 eggs, but you get 24 seed starters because you crack the eggshell in half. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, good clarification. And then you just plant the seeds in it. And you're supposed to mist. We just watered. Um, it's a little messy. Yeah, it's a little messy. The mister would definitely be... Less messy. Yeah, less messy. Um, but I mean, the point of seed starting is to keep things pretty wet. Yeah. Um, unlike most of my other planting extravaganzas. And yeah, and then they started sprouting. So you want to replant them because the eggshells in a lot of room, clearly, for root growth. So you want to replant them as soon as 
you start seeing their like second leaf start. Um, that's what we did. And everything has been growing. We've been able to restart it, and it's been uh, the eggshell portion. Anyway, we'll get to the next portion. Has <laughs> been. I was saying that, and I was looking outside today, and I was like, oh, huh. Um, well, anyway, the eggshell portion is really successful. Like, really, no, no complaints. We put the eggshell in the pot, too, because I know that eggshells specifically are, like, recommended as fertilizer to, yeah. like, people who home compost. So we tried that. It'll be interesting to see sort of what happens. I don't know how strong the roots are at that stage, whether they're able to sort of, like, break through. Yeah, I, I would break them up a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, I did that on purpose. But. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get my garden on. You're genius. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, but we did just stick the eggshell, like, right in there. Yeah, I don't know if it'll break down. I think it depends um, on how we do it. So this is the first year, this is actually a pretty good segue, that I am paying attention to, like, soil composition a lot more. I took a uh, tomato growing class from the New York Botanical Garden, uh, which is very informative. Uh, <laughs> um, and, yeah, soil composition was something this teacher really stressed. And it wasn't something I had really previously thought about. Uh, my parents have like a, some fertilizers that they swear by. And when I started doing it, they recommended them to me. And I was like, oh, I don't know, that sounds like some money. Uh, <laughs> and uh, newsflash, they were right. So mom and dad, if you're listening, you're right. <laughs> so this year, after attending that class, I've been really uh, focusing on it. Um, so we added some leftover... It's technically citrus and avocado fertilizer, and it was a, like, recycled brand of fertilizer that I found um, that I had purchased when we were trying to grow citrus indoors, if you remember. Yeah. Um, And obviously have 95% of left. (laughs) And those things are marketed very specifically so that, like me, people who, like, aren't trying to try that hard are just like, oh, I'm growing citrus. I should put this citrus uh, fertilizer on there. But it had a high nitrogen content, um, which you can tell by the numbers on the bag. And this class that Donnie took specifically said that, like, for um, vegetables, it was on tomatoes specifically, but I think probably most yeah. vegetables We're and, like, most fruiting vegetables. stuff. We're not master gardeners yet. <laughs> <laughs> you start with high nitrogen fertilizers because that's what um, facilitates, like, root and stem growth, yeah. which is what you're going for early on. Yeah, then you want to switch it up to phosphorus. For the flowers, right? Yeah, yeah, for the flowers. So if you're just like straight up growing flowers, it seems also you want to do the same thing. Start with the nitrogen rich to get the plants going and then pop those flowers up. Um, so yeah, so we're doing that right now. And everything was uh, trucking along and then the weather said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so the first batch of seedlings we put out, the next day we got like a fucking hailstorm. And... <laughs> Those poor bastards didn't make it. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't stand a chance out there. Uh, and yeah, and then now it's raining a lot, which I checked. They're holding up all right. I was expecting them to look like pretty happy because like plants like rain, but actually they look very sad. <laughs> yeah, I think it. Well, they're so young too. Their root systems aren't that good, so I'm a little bit worried about them getting overwatered. Hmm. Um, I mean, I think one of the benefits of the bag, though, is that it drains so well, and it dries really fast too, which is yeah. something I've been thinking about also after this class in terms of like water and watering. One, I think I overwater a lot of my plants, which is something I am slowly realizing. 
Uh, but two, it got me thinking about um, like the bags themselves. They're just black fabric, so they must dry so quickly for like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the benefits of them too like i know you do have to water them a lot more like people were saying they were watering once a week and we were watering that tomato like once a day yeah but i mean i don't know i overwatering kills all my plants so i feel like not having that issue outside is really good yeah so that's why i like the bags is like you have to water more um because they dry out so quickly yeah that makes sense yeah, it's hard to tell. I think that's like my biggest, uh, my biggest gap. One of my biggest gaps in gardening right now is the watering. I'm not super sure of, and part of why I do it, I try to like follow how the plant looks. If the plant looks droopy, hmm. then I add water. But I don't know if that's like maybe really my biggest thing to overcome. What I've been learning is that like gardening is pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta do. Uh, like, pruning is really effectively just purging, one. <laughs> You're just, like, massacring so many parts of the plant and other smaller plants. Um, and then really, like, controlling the plant. Like, this tomato class is interesting. The woman was talking about how, I forget, maybe May, if her tomato plants flower at all, she just kills the flowers, just cuts them right off. <laughs> um, because she doesn't want the plant to fruit, she wants the plant to keep focusing on growing a strong root system and a strong, like, stem, which makes yeah. sense. Uh, but it's like, yeah, just like a brutal thought to like get over it. Or like not brutal. I'm making it just like obviously dramatic and fun, but like counterintuitive in a way. Well, I think it's hard as someone starting to grow plants because it's like, oh, I've succeeded. (laughs) The plant is flowering. I should lob off that success. (laughs) Um, and I think it's that way for like thinning out as well. Like I'm so bad at thinning out, which is why we were so specific about the way we planted the seeds. Right. Because like... If the plant is doing well, why am I going to literally murder it? But the answer is so that the other plants in there can continue to do well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's really hard emotionally. And I think the only way for me to get over that is to like grow more successful plants. So it's not like, oh, this is the only successful tomato plant I've ever had. And I'm trying to like cut this flower off of it. It's just like, oh, I understand the life cycle of these plants that I've grown many times. And so I, I understand the rhythm of this now. Yeah, that's true. I think experience for sure plays a big part. But it becomes stuff. very emotional. Yeah. Uh, so like read the watering, um, seeing it drooping, my instinct was, oh, I should give it water. But it's really to like let it go an extra day and then give it water. You know, I don't know. Do you touch the soil? I feel like you should touch the soil more. Yeah, maybe I should touch the soil more. When I water my indoor plants, I always touch the soil. Mm. And it's like, if the soil is dry, I water it. And if it is not, I do not. Interesting. That makes sense. I mean, that makes sense for succulents, too. I think it makes sense for all plants. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot to learn still. But uh, version 3.0, honestly going pretty well. I would say I always expect stuff to get eaten. <laughs> so that, that checks that box. And moving on to uh, the second planting, yeah. We'll see how everything holds up after this weather. But we have a few more eggshells, too, so a few more backups. I think it's funny, though, because I like I know that people in the suburbs and other places upstate have, like, big deer problems. Yeah. And, like, a lot of, even if you have a ton of space to put vegetables or, like, whatever garden you're trying to have, like, a lot of garden management is about, like, trying to keep deer off your property. Yeah. Or, like, trying to keep, um, like, someone had moles. 
Mm. I don't even know. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I've always felt like, well, at least in the city, like, you don't have to deal with that so much. And so the fact that the squirrels found us feels, like, wild to me. (laughs) And I don't even know, like, you know, like, nature is coming for you and there's just nothing to be done. I listened to this whole episode of Young House Love has a podcast where they were talking about, like, buying this, um coyote pee on Amazon oh, and like yeah, people do that, yeah. pouring it on their plants to try to like deter deer from eating the landscaping that they just spent thousands of dollars on <laughs> like I was like well at least that's not my life yeah it would be frustrating <laughs> but sure. maybe we need to get some coyote pee maybe they are in Inwood Hill so maybe the animals recognize them mm-hmm or supposedly they're in Inwood Hill. I don't know. I haven't seen them. But they're in Should we the start like, collecting wild coyote pee <laughs> and then selling it from our apartment on Etsy? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll upsell it as a New York City coyote pee. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, no, we probably should not do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, briefly, bring it back uh, with how, how things are going. Uh, I feel like also gonna need to look up what to do about the garlic if we need to like thin those greens as they come because garlic greens uh newsflash are also very delicious if you haven't had them they're very yummy things yeah i'm really excited to get garlic scapes hopefully this year um because we have done one garlic growing experiment that did not go well but one i'm really excited about the garlic scapes that was a good um discovery we made from our failed csa experiment is that those are very yummy so it would be exciting to get those but i think those happen somewhere between the leaves and the harvesting of the actual bulb like there's a next round to where the scapes are coming mm. yeah i gotta read some blogs to figure that out for sure yeah so that'll be that um yeah we'll keep you all posted probably do the updates with future episodes let you know how it goes thanks for listening to this episode of apartment 26 for more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.